How you doing, guys? Evolution.org podcast coming your way, number 304. Uh, this is another coronavirus episode, COVID-19. Steve Smee here and Rick. How you doing, buddy? You still alive? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? So we are under quarantine, so Rick and I cannot film, uh, cannot record this podcast in the same room. We have to be separated. So Rick is... Uh, Rick is hanging in there. He's uh, he's under martial law right now, right? I'm out of the country, and here where I'm at, they really overreacted, and they're small. Not really allowed to leave the house. One one family member can leave the house um, just to get basics or get things that are really necessary, but you can't uh, you can't be in a car with a bunch of people. Or so what happens if uh, you get caught? Right now, uh, they're just going to give you a quote-unquote educational ticket. Um, I'm, in, I'm in South America in Colombia, guys, just in case you know. So they give you an educational ticket, and you go and take a, a two-, three-hour class on why you shouldn't uh, go outside during <laughs> So they put you in a class with other people? Yeah, um, well, obviously, <laughs> when, obviously, when this blows over, you know, it, it goes like oh, – okay. you know, it goes on your thing. They'll they'll make you they'll make you do something like it'll be usually two, three, four, five hours, something ridiculous like that, or they or they'll give you some kind of education like it makes you do something. They you do that like if uh, if they catch you like not wearing your helmet, riding a motorcycle or your seatbelt. Sometimes instead of giving tickets, they'll give you an educational ticket and you got to go and, and take a class. Yeah. Well, you know that's. Uh... That's something that, you know, there's, I think that, yeah. this, this town, the one I'm in, it, it's got about 300,000 people. It's one recorded case in the whole town, but yet they put the, the town on the, like basically from 8 PM till 5 AM, nobody should be congregating or be out and about. And then from uh, yesterday until uh, Sunday. So you can't uh, even go outside and walk your dog if you want. Um, I guess you kind of could. It's not like they're, it's not like they're patrolling the streets with, with guns. I mean, you, you kind of could, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not really supposed to be out and about and going about your business. You got to kind of be home. Gotcha, but I mean, gotcha. you, you, you could, I mean, if you, you know, you could be walking your dog and if the authorities come by, they, they, they drive by, they're like, hey, what are you doing? They're like, you know, you live right there. All right, no problem, man. You know, get it inside when you're done be done that's that's it it's not like serious yeah yeah all right guys so let's, it's, it's, it's yeah. more it's it's being treated more like a uh it's being treated more like a like a drill than a than the real thing yeah well i mean china um has really cracked down a lot because they have you know rick and i were talking about it before communists they have a co- like a very authoritarian i wouldn't even call it a communist country it's very authoritarian basically they have cameras everywhere they track your cell you know your iphone your cell phone they know what you're doing when you're doing it who you're talking they know everything over there so they've been out they have social credit you know that they have social credit what's that like you know how you and i have like credit credit like if you make yes 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 that's exactly yeah they're like if you jaywalk or if you do things that you shouldn't do or if you're disrespectful then you have the social score and if your social score is bad, you don't get loans, you don't get certain housing. Yeah, but it's even, very, even yeah. something like jaywalking, you don't need like an officer to like take you to the side and record your ID. Just with your face, they know who you are from yeah. 
just just your face from a camera if you jaywalk and that all that stuff goes against your social score well they have that there here we're uh, tracked by google and facebook and social media apps and all this stuff so really you can track anyone down just with you know with a, with a carrying around your cell phone and they track your car too they have gps's on cars so your car can be tracked everywhere too so it's you know we have it we have that here too and uh i get these emails from companies like and i get these things when I'm on the internet, like pop-ups and advertisements. And it's like, how the hell do you know that I'm looking to buy a car? How the hell do you know I'm looking to buy this supplement or something? It'll pop up and it's just like, wow, you know, it's all analytical. So they definitely, you know, have a system. But what's happening in China is that crackdown that they did is helping flatten the curve over there. Um, they only have 40 new cases today and three new deaths. And, you know, although if you look at a chart, Rick of total cases and you look at a chart of active basically total cases are flattening out in China active cases have been dropping really since late February um, and then total deaths is starting to flatten out in China so they really got the thing under control and again yes China can be lying you know we all know that they're you know, they could be lying about stuff, but we're seeing companies, if you actually listen to conference calls from companies, um, whether it be apparel or whatever, they're actually saying, yeah, our employees, they were, they were quarantined for like th two, three weeks, four weeks, and now they're finally going back to work. So the fact that they're opening back up the factories and employees are not out sick and all that stuff means they are um, being successful at doing that. So that worked. So that's what we have to do here, in my opinion, is we have to start quarantining people. So let's go over the numbers. Italy out of control, bro. 6,000 new cases today, Six over 600 new deaths. I mean, people there are like dying. Um, they don't have enough um, grave sites. They don't have enough um, people are just dying in their house and they have to wait like three, four days for someone to come get them. They can't, you know, it's so bad. Spain is blowing up 3,400 new cases. Germany, 4,500 new cases blowing up. Iran's been consistently blowing up. Um, the government of Iran announced they really think like they're going to have like a million people infected with this thing. Um, in the U S we're starting to ramp up testing. We got 5,000 new cases today, which is second behind Italy. We've had 28 deaths so far today, and we're not even finished with the day. Um, and that gets our, um, we've had almost 20,000 cases now. We will, we'll, we will break 20,000 cases by the end of the day um, because they're testing people. France exploding as well, 1,600 new cases. South Korea, just like China, is starting to flatten out. Um, and then you have uh, countries like Switzerland, UK, Netherlands, Austria, Belgium, and even Norway now starting to get a lot of cases. So it's, it's, it's out there, guys. And the more they test, the more numbers we're going to get. The U.S., there's so many people that have it, and we're not doing anything. I just went to the post office again today to drop off a, a package, and nobody had a mask. Um, the employee, there were three employees working at the post office. One had gloves. One lady had gloves. One guy just had a mask. And then the third person working there did not have gloves or a mask. They were, he was just touching all the packages and everything. And remember, this is our last podcast. We said cardboard, it can stay on cardboard for what was it, 24 hours, Rick? And uh, so, you know, this is just reckless. Um, and the guy, the post office guy was actually obese, who was uh, the one 
that wasn't protecting himself. So I wonder if he just says, you know what, um, fuck it, I'm fat anyway, so let me die. But like, it's obese people that are the ones that can't survive this. That, so that's you, a real sizist things to say, Steve. You gotta gotta cut back on that. Huh? That's a real sizist thing to say. Sizist? Yeah. That's a so dictionary that. word. Is it really? Yeah. I thought I just made that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a good scrap but i mean if you're obese and you get this you're fucked it's hard to recover from this so i mean what are you doing people you got to protect yourself man and then these beaches aren't being closed your spring breakers all over the place they did not close the beaches in these spring break states like texas and florida people are going in big crowds it's a mess bro and um you know these numbers are going to keep skyrocketing. It's really, really bad. What do you, what do you think, right? Should they, should like, what do you think? Cause you're in a place where it actually, you know, clamping down on it. And then here in the United States, we're not doing shit in a lot of places. Some of the measures are fine. Recommendation education is fine, but it's, it's a cold, you know, a cold by any other name, you're going to get over just the same. So, it, 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 it's a fucking cold, guys. Okay. And um, yeah, some people are dying, but some people die from the flu anyway, too. We discussed that. It, we, we should try to not get it, stay, you know, but go about our business as best as we can. You know, it, it's a lot of panic, a lot of stuff going on. And some companies hopefully will get bailed out and it won't all go to shit. But this really, the mortality rate, on this bug, it's just not that high for this to turn into World War Z right now. You know, it's, in my opinion, like from what I'm seeing, this thing is really not just killing a ton of, a ton of people out there for there to, I mean, I think, I think some of the quarantining, just, just killing local businesses and, and it's just people spending all their money and, and on toilet paper. Which, by the way, I thought it just made sense. I never commented on it. It just made sense if you think you're going to have the sniffles. You're going to be sick at home. Might want some tissue. <laughs> some extra tissue, I guess. So this is why people were buying all this toilet paper. I don't know, but it, it just, um, it's, it's just not a bug with that whole mortality rate. And, and we could have just kept those at risk really safe. And the rest of us, uh, you know, take precautions, but, but keep the economy moving, keep work going, keep industry moving. And if you have to take those four or five days off from work, like some people do with the flu every every other year when it catches you anyway, even with the even with the vaccine, and you just rough through it. But I think media reaction and maybe the timing with with weird stuff going on in the political landscape it crushed the economy it's gonna be it's gonna be tough and again if we had like a high mortality rate if this was like airborne ebola <laughs> that could be spread through you know through speaking or or something you know something with with the really high kind of it's gonna kill half, half of the people damn you know we, we really got to go 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 nuts but no it's just a just a really really bad cold really really bad cold and we just needed to keep 
certain section of the population safe and the rest of us could have went on about our business. But it didn't happen that way. And I mean, there could be a different bug coming out of there every year. It's just, it's uncontrollable. It's just what's going to happen. So are we going to have a, a bust in the economy every every two years when a, when a new respiratory disease comes out of out of that area? Don't you think we brung this on ourselves? It's kind of like the planet. I feel like it's the planet punishing us for destroying the planet. It's our planet's pretty much getting revenge on us, and our planet's saying, you know what? There's too many fucking people. We gotta the and the planet's like, I'm gonna send this virus. I'm gonna wipe out ten percent, twenty percent of the population get the numbers back down because our population world population is is growing like crazy bro i mean it like, can't sustain itself you think in another 500 years the the earth can sustain 10 billion people 15 billion people because that's where we're going i mean i don't and, have any and how long and how long i mean I, I i'm saying maybe 100 200 years bro there might there's going to be 10 15 billion people at this rate i mean people um as long, the thing as, is too- as long as the sun, as long as the sun is is sending us all this free energy every day, we will find a way to harness it. And but I mean, fertility fertility is dropping, which is another thing too that we talk about. People, people fertility. Yes, and I think that's the planet as well punishing us because the damage we've been doing to the planet. And there is um, um, there was a movie that came out. I can't remember the name. It was fertility's, a British movie. Fertility's yeah. dropping among like first world educated people that want a certain standard of living for their kids. And it's tough to give your kids a really good standard of living now, even with both parents working. No, no, no. I'm saying like people can't even get, don't even have active sperm. I'm not talking about like people not wanting kids. That's a different topic. I'm talking about people can't get pregnant because the man and the woman, their fertility is down. So there's less um, mobility. The connection with low testosterone levels and low hormones is all connected with fertility too. We're seeing guys in their twenties and thirties with low testosterone levels. Yeah. It's, I mentioned this before, it's going to be just another phase in human evolution who can live with all of this contamination in the environment. So you're going to see some people have crazy diseases that where they die from them really early on cancers and stuff. And, and those bloodlines are going to die out and there's going to be, other people that are going to be able to just survive just fine with all the contamination and heavy metals and, and all the synthetic compounds that are now just everywhere and then bottled water and, and everything. So it, it's just, it, it, it is what it's going to be. Some organisms are going to survive. Some humans are going to survive. And then you're just going to see people dropping from weird diseases and other people living until they're a hundred. Um, it just was, what it's going to be. The environment's going to change and it'll start to select people. So I want to get into some of the news. Um, Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints, has coronavirus. And he, um, he got tested. He wasn't feeling well. He went and got tested. Also, we saw a senator from North Carolina and there was another one from Georgia who basically were talking uh, saying this virus wasn't a big deal, blah, blah, blah. And all while doing that, they were selling their stock, millions of dollars of stock. The senator from Georgia, her husband is actually the chairman of the NYSC. And I actually did not know that until today. 
So don't you think that's despicable that these people were saying, oh, it's not a big deal, not a big deal. And all the time they were selling their stock. By the way, the stock market, since they sold their stock, is down um, 25, 30% from, from those levels. So they basically got up ahead of other people. And I know a lot of people have, have taken out on a chin with the stock market. We'll get into the eco economy stuff later, but that's, um, I mean, to me, that's just despicable. So there's a lot of people calling for their resignation and saying that they should re resign and stuff. So um, that's another example we talked about on last podcast of selfish behavior by people. And uh, the fact that they thought they'd actually be able to get away with it is really, really disturbing to me. What do you think about that one, Rick? You're a, you're a pro corporate guy. What do you think about that? You think that's okay what they did? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much inside information they really, really had and, and how that falls in, inside or, about, or outside of the law. I personally don't think any senator or any, uh, anybody involved in government should be allowed to have any kind of private enterprise in the investments. You should be, you should almost give like a you know, vow of poverty and just dedicate yourself to public service. So I don't, I don't even see whatever. I mean, I don't know. Whatever the law says is, is good. I, because, I mean, the Chinese knew about the coronavirus before the senators in the U.S. did. I'm sure they did some insider trade, trading. Are, are they going to get in trouble over it? So, I mean, who? I don't know. You know? It, I think the thing that the yeah. thing is, they were saying, go buy stocks. Everything's okay. Economy is going to be fine. All the while, they were selling this. I think that's the, the, the problem with it. If You know, because... You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's kind of kind of fucked up, you know? Um, yeah, they should they should they should and are getting the bad press for it. Good, and if there's a good legal standing to to get after them for it, I hope they do. But chances are they usually don't. If you're a, if you're part of the the elite, you usually don't don't get it. So we'll see what ends up happening. But well, yeah, I mean it's it's common. They shouldn't um shouldn't be. They have too access to too much information probably shouldn't be, be allowed to be involved in, in the stock market at all. The other problem is that we're hearing now that the government, uh, the federal government is uh, just admitting, they're straight up admitting that um, they're not able to test uh, poor people, you know, the elderly, you know, the working people. A lot of the people that are getting tested are very wealthy. And um, remember we talked about on the first podcast on this topic, uh, I said in a week or two, we wouldn't be testing people in the, in the parking lot at Walmart. And I said, I would eat crow if I was wrong. Well, I'm right. Yeah, we're definitely not doing that. There's a, a very, very few testing places um, around the country right now where you can actually drive through. So it's not every Walmart, every Target, every Walgreens, every CVS, like what was promised by the government. They said they'd, they'd be up in a week or two and we haven't seen any of that happen. So all yeah. I see is all I see is Walmart parking lots packed from people going in there and buying up toilet paper and buying up water and buying up all this shit and buying up all the packaged food they can. I'm not seeing any testing. So what's your what's your thoughts on that, Rick? What's um, the fact that they're not testing the poor people and um, we're actually seeing people in jail getting uh, the coronavirus and they're basically just they're fucked. You know, you get something like that in jail and it spreads among everyone. So um, there's thoughts about releasing some low, you know, low criminals, um, low impact criminals. So what's your thoughts on all that news? Low impact criminals. I think we put too many fucking people in jail as it is already. So 
it's good to give some people a second chance at being free. That's, that's not bad. As far as the testing, it's good that this problem, this pandemic just kind of brought out a real problem that if this was the, the real deal, you know, the, the airborne Ebola or something that's really going to mess things up and kill a lot of people that, yeah, rich people seem to be able to get ahead of the line of everybody else. And that's kind of fucked up. And hopefully now that we know that it, that it happened and that it went on, we'll be able to kind of do something about it uh, for the next one. At the end of the day, get tested or not, you're just going to get a fucking cold. You know, it's just going to be cold. It's going to be uncomfortable, dry cough, and chest will be a little tight, but you'll be all right. You know, at the end of the day, even with testing, no testing. So it's good. We figured something out, right? I mean, if you got the money, even that is easier for you to have access to something like this, like limited, really limited tests that are available. But if they can tell you whether you have it or not, it's just going to be a fucking cold and you're going to be laid out and it's, you know, it's just a cold by any other name and flu season, it killed more people already. So okay, we're reacting a little bit. So other news, they did pass a bill. Finally, uh, the house passed it a while back. The Senate fucked around with the bill. They finally passed it like 80 to nine was the, the vote in the Senate. And then the president signed it. Um, he was very, very quick to sign it. And the bill says that you're going to get uh, up to two weeks of paid sick leave if you're being tested or treated for coronavirus or have been diagnosed with it. Also eligible will be those who have been told by a doctor or government officials stay home booze exposure symptoms. However, those payments will be capped at five eleven a day, which is roughly what someone who makes 133000 a year earns. The original measure called for workers to receive their full pay, but limited federal reimbursement to employers to that amount. So they kind of watered, watered it down a little bit to get it passed. Workers or family members affected by coronavirus and those whose children's schools have closed would still receive up to two thirds of their pay, though that benefit would now be limited to just 200 a day. So that is some relief. They're working on more bills. Um, one of the other things they're trying to get passed is um, sending out a check. Basically, I've heard numbers from 500 to 1,000 to 2,000 a person, also children getting some, some money. So that check would go out to, but the question is who gets the check? Is it taxpayers? Is it people who paid taxes? Is it pe everybody? Because a lot of people who are like retired in their 70s or 60s and they don't have a salary. So they would get left behind. And those are really the people that need the help because those are the people most, most affected by this health-wise. And then also a lot of people who may not be working, you know, and are we going to punish them and say, well, you don't have a job, so you don't get any money. Well, if now they're out of work, then, you know, so that's a topic for you, uh, Rick, to kind of see what, what you would do in that situation. The other thing that we're... Um, I'm going to let you respond to that, Rick, and I'm going to bring up the other, other news. So what do you think about that? What do you think? They should, you think that sending out checks to people would help the economy, would help uh, businesses kind of get some, some stuff going? Yeah, more for giving the people money than, than giving it to the, to the big corporations and the big places. So anytime you can give people, put, put money in their pocket, they're going to they're gonna pump the economy for sure. 
So I'd say go. Let everybody get it, even the old people. Why not? Healthcare and the cost of living is as high as is high already. Why not give people back some money? I said, yeah, give it, give it to the people. We're, we're gonna bail out a bunch of industries anyway. We're gonna keep, keep printing money, <laughs> so might as well, right? Why not? Yeah, what's funny is um, the the U.S. dollar has been surging, and that's something many people don't don't know. Um, our friends up north, the Canadians, are getting absolutely demolished right now. So um, I don't know about printing money. I'm not sure what that means, but um, obviously that's not really a factor if the U.S. dollar is strengthening so much. Basically, the U.S. dollar now converts to a dollar forty-four Canadian. So, um, and that's pretty absurd. <laughs> you know, that's too much. So, if you have a if you have a relative in Canada and you send them a thousand dollars right now when they deposit that money in their bank, it'd be 1,440 bucks in their bank. So sending money to Canada is really, really good. But then Canadians coming down here and, and, you know, try, you know, spending money in resorts and, and stuff, they're getting, they're getting demolished. You know, if they're, you know, snowbirds or something, they're getting absolutely demolished. So um, yeah, that's how we're, but we, as Americans, we don't really get affected by that. I, I, you know, people, a lot of ignorant people talk about, you know, the dollar. What do you think the impact is going to be on, on fitness related industries, personal trainers, gyms, supplement stores, online supplement stores, supplement brands, Amazon sellers, eBay sellers. What, what have you seen? What have you heard? I'll tell you what I've seen and heard. Um, I think, you know, it just depends, Rick, on how bad this is. Like, um, I can't imagine this a lot of letting people, go. Most, most of the people in China are back to work now. But I mean, China clamped down. They got ahead of us. We were six to 10 weeks late on this. If we had clamped down from day one and went through some pain, China went through a lot of pain when they clamped down. They shut factories and everything. If we had done that from day one. We're just now doing that. They just shut down factories in Ohio, auto park factories in Ohio, Michigan. They just shut them down two days ago. You know, and, you know, we're still, you know, oil perch are still open. People are still congregating. The post office, is, you can walk in the post office, be right up on someone. We're not doing shit to stop this thing, bro. So, I mean, comparing us to China, you can't do that. This shit's going to keep spreading. So, if this thing keeps spreading, I don't see these gyms or yoga studios but or listen, anything but, reopening. But, 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 Steve, one thing you have to realize, and I think everybody should realize is, you're either going to be vaccinated or you're going to be immune through this through going going through it but vaccination it, is not going to even happen for at least but even but even if you quarantine yourself once we let people back out they'll be it'll, it'll start up again there'll be more cases if if we had we spoke about this during the pre-show where yeah. it seems that the the warm weather might not make this go away then we're kind of fucking screwed because yeah. you can quarantine people all you want it's not going to go away completely. Something and somebody will always have it. And then it'll come back out and it'll start spreading again. So most of all of us listening to this is we're going to stay healthy and not get it until we get a vaccine or we're just going to catch the cold and have to ride it out and be sick. And then we'll be fine on the other side. We'll be immune to it. But, but if everybody catches the cold, there is say, no, there is no quarantine people that we get back out and, and it's not going around. No, but Rick, 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 
Yeah. Rick, but the, here's the problem with that. If you just let it, just everyone just run normal life and just everyone let's get sick, the hospitals can't, can't support that. There's people right now that have to have surgery, heart surgery, surgery to remove a cancer thing. And they don't have enough fucking hospital beds for all these fucking people. So if there's a big rush to the hospitals, which is probably going to happen in the next two weeks, there's probably going to be a huge rush to the hospital. Where are they going to put all these fucking people? We don't have enough hospitals. Again, comparing us to China, you can't do that. China was, was throwing up hospitals overnight because their government does what the fuck they want. Their government will tell 100 people, look, you, 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 here, here's money. You build a hospital tonight that's ready for tomorrow. We don't have that shit here. We cannot do that. We don't have the manpower to do that. And that's our problem. We're not a manufacturing society here. So if all these people, if we just let everyone get sick at the same time and, you know, shoot up and then level out like China, then, you know, our, so many people are going to die. There's going to be people dying left and right in your house that they can't get rid of. So that's the problem. These hospitals cannot withstand this, bro. This is going to get ugly quick. So we have to quarantine people. We have to keep people away. If everyone just avoided each other, if you have to go to the post office, you have to go pick up food, whatever, or the grocery store, wear a mask, wash your hands, don't touch anything, you know, disinfect everything, then we could get this shit solved. We could, you know, we would eventually solve this. But if everyone just fucking rushes out and doesn't change their life and goes to spring break like these fucking kids and spreads this shit, our hospitals in two weeks, that's it, bro. We're done. You know? We're done. It's a humanitarian crisis that people, cities cannot handle, you know? Does that make sense? Do you agree? I, we don't act like this about the flu every season. What I'm saying is we uh, definitely take some precautions, uh, you know, wear a face mask, wash your hands, do all of this thing, but try to live as close to your normal life as you possibly can. You know, and just, again, protect yourself. We'll get a vaccine soon enough. But let's try to keep the economy moving. You know, get out there and provide those services or provide those products and then go and use those services and use those products and shop local and do everything you can to keep, to keep us moving. You know, this, this really bad cold that's really easy to catch should not have collapsed the world economy uh, or at least the... Uh, Maybe in my mind, the way I, I envisioned us, you know, things going this badly, I thought it'd be something a lot worse than this. I think me and you, Rick, if we got it, it would be like a cold or a, or a flu. But from what we've seen, you know, from a lot of people who are getting it, okay, who are not healthy, this is 10 times worse than the flu. They're, the death rates are 10 times higher, more than 10 times higher than the flu. The death rate from the flu is like 0.1%. The death rate from this among the at least 60, 70 and older, we talked about this on the podcast. It's 12, 15%, bro. The flu is 0.1%. This is 12, 15%. This is way worse than the flu. But if me and you got it, we, we, we would probably be fine. We could just sit home for a week, week or two. We'd be fine. But that's the problem. You have to be hospitalized in a lot of these cases. Me and you may have to get hospitalized if we got it. Because your body just can't handle it. You won't be able to breathe. It's a respiratory thing. So, um, you know, so we'll talk about the economy in a second. I know you, you know, you want to kind of um, talk about it more, but tell us though, 
you know, let's get away from the bad news and tell us about some of the good news. You said that there was a possibility that we do have some hope with a virus drug, virus vaccine. What would what, you find out today? So apparently both the U.S. and China both have vaccines in human trials. And there are also two drugs that are used for uh, different diseases, for malaria, one of them. And one of them is called uh, chloroquine. I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's chloroquine, chloroquine, probably chloroquine. And it, it's been used already. Clinical trials, about 130 patients demonstrated the drug's ability to reduce the severity of the illness. I'm reading right off of uh, Bloomberg.com. And speed up virus clearance, according to China's Ministry of Science and Technology. So uh, chloroquine phosphate, uh, was officially recommended February 19th in the COVID-19 treatment guidelines published by China's National Health Commission. So this, uh, this drug apparently seems to be working uh, for treating it. And we have two vaccines on the way. I think we'll, we'll be just fine. So the U.S. is, is, t- is testing one and China's testing another. When, when, when will this happen, bro? I've heard one year to to 18 months when when's the uh, soonest this can happen it could be a year could be a year. we could have a okay. so we'll suffer for this year and then next year there'll be a vaccine just like a flu vaccine where people can go get but the question is are they going to be able to provide it to people affordably oh, they, i'm sure they will bro i'm pretty sure something will happen just like the flu vaccine something will happen i mean the flu vaccine doesn't cost very much 20 30 bucks maybe but I mean, uh, this vaccine, uh, hopefully it, it only costs 20, 30 bucks. But again, you know. Um, it's, it's probably going to have to come in cheaper than that. Do you, do you take the flu vaccine every year? Not really, man. Yeah, Not me really. either. I don't. If you work in the medical field and you're around sick people, it's a good idea to get it. But I don't, I have not gotten the flu in a long time. So. I, I do something I don't advise anybody to do. But whenever I feel something coming on, I take a, a cocktail of different drugs and it makes it go away within a night. I sweat it all out in the night. But I'm pretty sure it's not healthy long-term uh, practice. You want to just ride it out, let your immune system fight it, spar a little bit <laughs> and, and gain some experience so you can level up for the boss fights. But I don't, I don't quite do that. I kind of stop it in its tracks. It's probably not the best idea. And I don't know what I would do if I got this. I would follow that protocol or if I would just let, let, let me write it out. I don't know. But chances are I try my, my drugs cocktail and see if, if that works out. But yeah, it's probably not the best practice. If I don't ever talk about it or tell people what I use. But it's, it's been doing that for the last decade now. I haven't, haven't had a cold or, or been in bed sick more than a day or two. All right, so let's talk about the economy. Uh, we're, we're seeing a new low again, stock market, uh, new low. And um, the market op- was going to open up today eight 900 points up. It was looking really, really good. And then the market opens and it, and it rolled over. So uh, basically any uptick on the market, and I talked to Rick about this a few days ago. I told him, Rick, any uptick in the market, short, short it. You know, and uh, that's, been, that's been basically the strategy because these – it's, it's easy money, you know, just short any, any pop in the market. Cause really, um, 
um, we're going to, we're going to, this is going to be bad. So um, I, I hate to bring it up, man. Uh, Rick, Rick's really upset about this, but Goldman Sachs actually came out with uh, their GDP forecast for the second quarter. And um, they already dropped it to negative um, 5%. So uh, Rick, what's the new number from Goldman Sachs? Negative 5% is uh, a pretty, pretty deep uh, drop. And, you know, um, technically a recession is two straight quarters of negative growth. But um, I think we can be safe to assume uh, one quarter of negative five. I think we can consider that a recession, pretty deep recession. So what's, what do you think the new number is, Rick, um, that Goldman came out with today? I don't know. I want to hear it. I have no idea. You're not going to like it. 24%. Minus 24%. Yeah. 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 So basically that's pretty much a depression. Any, you know, uh, it's a depression. So we're going to have a sharp decline second quarter. The um, new claims, unemployment claims jumped this week from 222 claims, which is about, you know, average in a, in a, in a good, you know, mediocre economy we you know we have like a mediocre economy here it jumped to 290 this week and next week it's going to expect it to jump to 1.7 million in one week so um that's another uh really shock number that's um that's going to come out so we have to see if that number goes even higher um i also saw something today that um uh, United Airlines said if they don't get bailed out ASAP, they will be laying off 50,000 employees by the end of this month. So, you, you know, United Airlines is a pretty big airline, one of the bigger airlines, maybe the biggest airline, I believe, not in terms of market cap, but in, in terms of size. Um, I know they were five years ago. I'm not sure if they are today, but I'm pretty sure they are. So if they're laying off, I've had so many experiences with late flights from United. Yeah. I I try to avoid them. Well, American sucks too. I like American. Really? Better than United. I do. Yeah. I like American and JetBlue better than United. Oh, JetBlue is the best. I love JetBlue. American, their, their planes are fucking filthy and old, aren't they? They use those old Boeing 757, 767s. I like those JetBlues. Oh my God. They're so nice. Uh, you know, they're, 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 they're usually always on time. The staff is nice. Uh, price is right. I like it. You know, it's nice. They have Wi-Fi. What about Copa, Copa Airlines? Some of those foreign airlines do a really good job. Avianca. Yeah, they're good. I've never taken it. Foreign airlines. Avianca does a, an incredible job. Turkish Airlines does an incredible job. Yeah. I heard Al Italia is like the worst one. That's an Italian. Italian. Italian airline. I think there was an airline called the Monarch that I took one time from like France to to the Netherlands, and it that was was, that was real sketchy. It's like a really short flight, and it it was it was something else. So yeah, there's some airlines out there that are really kind of sketchy. Yeah, JetBlue is my favorite. Uh, I would never take Spirit. Spirit's like a shitty, cheap ass airline. I've been on Spirit maybe once or twice. I don't. I don't do it. I I, I try to fly American or Spirit American. wasn't good. Spirit wasn't good. Wasn't feeling it. I don't well, like it. When what's they're wrong with it? Whenever they're late, especially for international travel, it can mess yeah. things up with with when it comes to getting through immigration stuff with the other country. 
becomes a real issue. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Because they, they schedule the immigration staff around the planes coming in. And if they're late, then you end up going behind the other flights or, or sometimes you miss your connection flight, which is, which really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big problem. If you're connecting and they're late, then you'll, if you have a one shot flight, like you do not one shot spirit should be just all right. But if you're connecting, that's why I stay away from United and spirit because a lot of missed flights, a lot of uh, delays through customs because of, of late flights. Yeah. So yeah, back to the economy guys. So if we shrink 24% Goldman, um, they're pretty, really good at, at forecasting. So, um, but I mean, they may drop that even further. They dropped it from five to 24. Um, you know, if that happens, um, we're looking at a lot of people who are laid off, especially in the, in the tourism industry. And um, a lot of these hotels and airlines and theme parks and stuff. Disney's actually doing a good job. I, I do. I'm always hard on these corporates, corporate companies, because I hate corporate socialism. But um, I, I do have to give Disney credit because they are paying their employees while they're closed. So I, I do give them props for that. Um, and if other companies were to do that, we would get through this with a lot less minimal damage. But instead, these companies got their hand out and they want, they want handouts. You know, so these fucking CEOs, they fucking have yachts and 14-bedroom houses and they make millions of dollars in, in, um, you know, in fucking stock options and all this stuff. But they can't fucking, you know, but they need a fucking handout. Like, why don't they fucking sell their fucking yacht and fucking, you know, spread the money among their employees? I think you're being a player hater, Steve. I am. I am being a player here. <laughs> you're being, you're, you're a corporate elitist. You're a corporate not, elitist, Not sir. by far. Not by far. I, I, I was messing with you. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the salary gap between the top, top, top and the bottom people has grown way too, too much. I think, I, I think, I think everyone out there agrees. Now, if you don't agree, you know, that's fine. But I think everyone agrees. If you're going to get a handout from the government, if you're going to get, you know, bailed out by the government, you need to fucking have your salary capped. And that's something they're working on in Congress. Like, you know, they're going to have to probably bail out these airlines. Uh, they probably, they, they will have to bail out these airlines. But the caveat is, the CEO, you're not going to be able to make $10 million a year in salary and stock. Okay. If we're going to bail you out with taxpayer dollars, you're not going to be able to make all that money. Okay. So, and plus, you know, another thing, these restaurants, okay. Restaurant is a boom or bust industry. It's a cyclical industry. So you start a restaurant, you got to know that if shit goes bad, it, all it could take is a bad review in the newspaper it could take the health department shutting your restaurant down because you have roaches, any little thing like that. And you're done as a restaurant, clubs, bars, all that shit. It's cyclical. They open, they close, they open, they close. So any downturn, you got to expect that this is a possibility. So I got a problem with that too, bailing out restaurants because the employees that work there, they'll be fine. Okay, Americans are too fucking lazy to cook and Americans love to eat out. So that will come back. So if you're out of work temporarily, that will come back, okay? That's, that's, that's fine. But a, a restaurant owner to stick his hand out and be like, yeah, I need a bailout from the government? No, I don't think so. 
I don't fucking think so. So I, you know, those are the things that, you know, that we need to do as an economy. It's not going to benefit the economy to have these companies. Another thing to stock buybacks. Why are these companies buying back stock? Starbucks announced a few days ago, they're buying back stock. What? Are you fucking serious? You're going to buy back stock and then lay off thousands of employees? Are you fucking kidding me right now? You know, this is disgraceful what's going on in this fucking country. The way these companies just want to line their pockets and they want to fuck their employees like that. That's bullshit. Why are you buying back stock? And the thing is they bought back stock and the stock keeps dropping. So now the company's underwater and they're stock. So that's more money. They're screwing shareholders too doing that. So, you know, this is, this is ridiculous. We're not going to recover as fast after this drop if they don't do this shit right. They better get this shit right, bro. Back in 08, 09, they did a damn good job of getting it right. And we came roaring back. But if they fuck this up this time, we're not coming back. We're going to be like Japan. We're going to have an L-shaped recovery. And it's not going to be fun. So they better do this shit right this time. This is, so, you know. So this will be like the what? Like the second, third bailout in, in 15 years? They bailed out the airlines after 9-11. That was a big thing. Also, we were coming off the tech bubble. So that was a double, double whammy. And then in 08, 09, we had the real estate crash. So they bailed out the banks. And then um, this time, it's going to be another bailout. So why are we, yeah, exactly. Why are we bailing out companies every 10 years? Something is wrong with the system that we have to bail out companies every 10 years. And then companies that behave recklessly, they're buying back stock high, buy back stock, buy back stock, buy back stock, instead of taking care of their employees. If they would have taken that money instead of buying back stock and inflating the stock market and taking care of their employees, all these people who are out of work right now would have more money in their pocket. Call me crazy, but I think that makes more sense than buying back your own stock at the high, because that's what these companies were doing with, with this extra cash they had, you know, and, uh, or saving that cash and then using that cash in the downturn right now to do what Disney is doing. And I give props to Disney, which is still taking care of your employees and paying them while you are closed. So if we don't do this shit right, bro, if we don't do this shit right, this is going to keep happening over and over again. And maybe three years from now, it'll be Ebola, like you said earlier, and the shit's going to happen all over again. So we got we to gotta fix this shit, bro. We, we cannot end up like Japan. We cannot end up like Europe. Japan is an L-shaped recovery. They've been in a recession since the late 80s. Remember when everything was made in Japan in the 80s? Now nothing is made in Japan except cars. And then mm -hmm. Europe, all their shit's nationalized now because- Samurai they, swords they still make believe. Yep. Well, Europe tried capitalism and it, it failed miserably over and over and over, just like it's failing miserably here over and over and over. So now they nationalize their shit. So, um, you know, they finally decide, hey, fuck this. We're sick of bailing out the banks every five years. Let's just nationalize the banks. <laughs> so that's what they did. But we're gonna end up having to do that here, bro. I mean, enough is enough. Every fucking 10 years, we have to bail these people out. And these CEOs are making millions and millions of dollars and they have yachts and all this shit. Something's wrong. Exciting man. times. Exciting times for sure. A lot of stuff is going to yeah. change. A yeah. lot of things are going to change. We're going to look back a year from now and realize this was the year where everything changed. 
but we got to do it right. Cause if really, I don't, I, I, I don't want to be pessimistic, but I don't see things changing. I think, I think they're going to bail them out and the same shit's going to repeat itself again. The companies are going to get bailed out. CEOs are going to keep making millions. CEOs are going to keep buying max stock. It's just going to keep repeating over and over again. Um, and the thing is like these stocks, um, if there's these caveats that are put in place, the stocks will be almost worthless in the end. They're not going to just come back. That's the, that's the misnomer that I keep hearing from people. I know people that refinanced their house recently to put money in the stock market. That's uh, really? pretty stupid. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I do. Cause they actually think we're going to, the stocks are going to have a V shape recovery. They don't realize these stocks are going to be worthless because what's going to happen is these stocks are going to go into bankruptcy protection or they're going to, get government bailouts. So there's going to be caveats where they can't buy back their own stock and all these rules. So that's going to depress the stock, you know, for the foreseeable future. Like if you bought Citigroup during the 08, crash, you're not making money right now, even after that entire run up because Citi, they devalue their stock so much, they reverse split, they did all this stuff. So the stock right now, you wouldn't have made money over the past 10 years in it. You would not, you'd be, you'd be break even or probably losing money. So that's, what's going to happen. So anyone who buys stock now, even if we have this crazy recovery, it roars back like, like it did before your stock is still going to be worth shit for those reasons. So don't think that you can just refinance your house and put your money in stock market and make it all back because that's, you may, you may get lucky. There may be one or one or two stocks out of like 50 that actually roar back and you end up being a genius. But for the most part, you know, it's probably not going to happen. At least not yet. You'd have to get the stocks a lot cheaper to make it worth your while. You know, so wow. yeah, that's just you know, that's my opinion, guys. Um, I'm blood know, on I, the streets. I'm, we're on the streets, bro. But yeah, if we get a twenty-four percent um pullback in on GDP, um, and to answer your question, what do you, what I think is going to happen? You're going to see. Um, a lot of companies going out of business. You're going to see a lot of people um, having to go on, you know, food stamps and Medicaid and, and, and all this stuff. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a disaster for the economy, bro. This is going to be, this is going to get ugly. The question is we drop 24. Do we come back the next quarter and do we start growing again? Or do we come back like at 10 minus 10% and then kind of crawl back, you know? So that's just, that's the question. And it just depends on this virus. It depends on this virus. It seems like the fundamentals, the foundation for the economy was already a little bit, uh, a little bit sketchy to begin with before this thing hit. Yes. Yes, it was. A lot of, a lot of things were just kind of not, not where they needed to be. They were really, really bad. So this, yeah, it was it, getting it, covered it, up. It was getting covered up because the stock market kept going up and a lot of people felt, felt good. Their 401ks were going up. So it kind of got, um, you know, it was kind of misleading, I would say. It got talked up a lot, let's put it that way, because because uh, the stock market, everyone was bragging about Tesla. Tesla went all the way up to almost a thousand a share. People were bragging, oh, I got Tesla, I got Tesla. Yeah, now it's uh, 60% lower than, than that. <laughs> so, you know. And also uh, this problem exposed the real faults, like the real core issues with a globalized economy this way because once things shut down we don't make shit anymore in the u.s everything is now made in china and whenever there's a big problem or something like this we need them every step of the way for everything 
So we need each other too. We're service-based economy. That's the problem. If people aren't going out there and spending money, everything comes to a halt. That's what, that's the way a service-based capitalist economy works is you, you know, you, you buy shit in bulk and you sell it, you buy shit in bulk and you sell it. And then they buy shit from you back on and on. That's how it works. And you keep that shit grinding. But when that shit stops, then we get a 24% GDP drop. And it, it, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the recovery looks like, how long it takes. Yeah, we're, we're going to see. Well, remember a week ago, Goldman said it'd be 5%. Now they changed it to 24%. So next week it could be more. Yeah. Next week they could say 30, 30 something. For yeah. sure. Once yeah. the unemployment numbers start coming out, then that's going to be scary. Because we're talking about, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm even worried for for us for need to build muscle um, production. Who knows if we end up running out of product? There's a, a couple of problems. Obviously, Chinese are just getting back to work, and a lot of stuff is backed up. Uh, some they do provide a lot of plastic and, and ingredients and things like that. And now there's a huge swarm of locusts tearing through Africa. And we purchase a lot of African herbs for our products. Oh shit! Yeah, bro. Man, the earth is fucking. So we, we getting revenge, man. I'm worried about, you know, Fedosia, and worried about some some raw materials that we get from there, be being uh, eaten up by these locusts. Locusts are yeah. eating our PCT herbs, guys. So. Yeah, but I mean, things I, will I trigger, come back, bro. I trigger production way ahead of of the curve way ahead than I normally would for all of our products. But still, still, it's scary to, to think that uh, in, in a few months, a few months from now, I'll be completely out of product. I'll be unable to, to sell anything uh, to my customers, even if the demand is there, but the ingredients don't exist. Harvests have been eaten up. Uh, Chinese suppliers are backed up. Things run dry. It'll eventually uh, come around and get to, get to me to everybody yeah. to all of us well something can be done like literally this weekend there's one thing that can be done and it's president trump he can control this in two seconds he can announce that he's suspending the tariffs that will you got faith in the president steve um i i'm apolitical I you, sir I i'm apolitical were, but I i'm saying if were, he i thought you were a hippie commie scum Huh? <laughs> I'm a member of the. I'm a member of FARC. Hippie, hippie. I'm a member of FARC. Yeah, FARC. Listen, if if Trump this weekend, all he has to do is just yeah. announce. Hopefully, I'm, he comes through. Yeah, man. He but he something. said he would not a few days ago. But he likes to change his mind on a lot of stuff. So if he comes out this weekend and says, "You know what? I changed my mind. I'm suspending tariffs because of the coronavirus," that will Monday the stock market will shoot up like. 2000 points and that will help a lot of these companies who have a lot of stock they'll, they'll help a lot of these a lot of funds a lot of this 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 will help and that will kind of free up a lot of the markets you're talking about that will get china going that will pent up demand so that will help big time if he did that so you know if he's listening to this podcast he likes to listen he makes a lot of tv and listen to radio i heard dude suspend the fucking tariffs this fucking weekend this will make a huge fucking difference. The, the economy will go from shrinking 24% to 
the, the shrinking only 15 or 20 percent if he just did the tariff thing that's all he has to do and he has 100 percent control over it. he does not need congress or anything so that's that's what he can do this weekend so let's see if he does it maybe maybe you he know, will for, for for a minute there i thought you were like gonna say something nice about the president but it's just part of your leftist agenda to try to get China, we gotta help China get it. Well, you're a corporate socialist, sir. You're for, uh, you're for these companies giving these ultra <laughs> salaries to the CEOs. I just said we should give the money to the people. And I think- uh, Now now you wanna give it to the people. I, I, I said give the money to the people. And, yeah. and, and look, and the, they're gonna have to bail out airlines because we, we need airlines. I mean, it's bottom line, we need them. So they're gonna have to do something. You need them because you need to get back to the United States. <laughs> I really do, bro. I need to get back. You're gonna end up taking a fucking. You're gonna end up bicycling or motorcycling up here, and then they'll fucking the FARC will kidnap you. And see, that, that's that bi bicycle across. That, that's Che Guevara did that. You see, I knew you were you just. <laughs> you're gonna get time, kidnapped, bro. If you do that, time, they're gonna you, kidnap your ass, and then I'm gonna show them this podcast, been, and then they're gonna fucking like keep you as a hostage. Then they're gonna want money out of me. They're going to be like, send us $10 million or we're fucking behaving. Next thing I'll find out, you, you were never from Lebanon. You've been a Russian this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes, man. So, uh, no, nah, I don't um, I don't even participate in politics at all. I make fun of both sides, but I think politics makes you pick a side and ignore what's wrong with your side and, and nitpick at the other side when it's all fucking corrupt and they're all scumbags anyway on both sides. And it's just... You know, they're in it to make money, most of them, and self-gain. It becomes just a job. They're just going there to make money and don't really care. So, Yeah, two uh, things I don't give all then, religion and politics. Uh, I don't Religion and politics. Stuff. But it's funny. I like, I like making fun yeah. of people. So. I, I have views on both, but I'm a, I'm, I don't discuss it ever because that's, that's how wars start. So. Yeah, neither, neither do I. I think it'll piss people off to the podcast if they think we're, we're on either, either side. I'm, I'm really not. I mean, I don't, yeah. Like, yeah, like talking about it. But as far as, you know, we're discussing the helping the people with cutting people a check. Yeah, why not? Hit it. Yeah. So even, you know, even, if, even if I'm a, a capitalist and free market guy, hey, it's, it's emergency. Let's help some people out. Cut people a check. Well, another thing so too, not? another thing too, guys, just like in the real estate bubble, how many people bought? homes cheap after the real estate bubble really really cheap and now they got tons of equity in their house that's a good thing so this time there's gonna be a lot of companies that get in trouble and you can buy these companies pennies on the dollar like these gym if you ever dreamed of buying a gym but you're like fuck i can't afford it too fucking expensive this is your opportunity now a lot of these landlords they're gonna have extra space for a gym and they're gonna be desperate you can sign a fucking five-year contract cheap one-year contract two-year contract with these landlords and, and get a good deal. So this is Anybody, a great you know, I think we're all just, most of Americans are just too extended out on credit. I'm watching this thing unroll and I'm like, I mean, just a lot of people are fucked up on, on credit and living beyond their means and they just don't want to realize it. It's not just people, right? It's companies. Companies, people, yeah. yeah, those companies go out of business and then their employees are also living beyond their means. People have crazy credit card debt and like, yeah, when you have a small crisis like this or you lose your job or something bad happens, it throws everything for, for a spin. It messes everything up. 
you're going to see a lot of more things like this that are going to disrupt the economy. I mean, when was the last time, Steve, that an actual virus, like a, a sickness, a cold, disrupted the world economy? I mean, I remember SARS. I remember... Did it, did it mess the world economy up? Like not this? at all. No, not at all. Uh -uh. But the, no, the Spanish flu back in the... Spanish flu? Influenza. Did that yeah, have a Spanish flu. Yeah. yeah, it did. It was a big deal back then. So it's been yeah. a while. And yeah. it could But I mean, happen. yeah, the H1N1 was just like a joke. Like it just it just came up. Like the media barely talked about it and it went away. This is this has been crazy. And but, I think as of today, that one actually had more deaths than than coronavirus did. Total. I mean, you know, we'll see where, where the numbers stand once corona's finished with us, but apparently that uh, H1N1 had more more deaths and more cases overall yeah. before it ended than corona has so far yeah but you're right you're right about the debt but the corporate debt like i'll give you an example boeing we all know boeing they have 10 billion of cash on hand but they have 28 billion of debt so that's the problem like these companies got so carried away with debt because interest rates are so low the problem is now that boeing obviously all their customers which are the airlines <laughs> are going under you know, uh, they're fucked. So that's a perfect example of just letting these, uh, you know, letting the debt get out of control and not being able now to pay back your debt. And uh, at the same time that we're realizing that we're kind of screwed up, not having anything made in the U.S. and completely relying on everything being made outside and being imported. We're right. We're really realizing that's a real problem right now. And all their, um, you know, CEO and CFO, you can look this up. They all made 10 million last year stock and, and salary, 10 million each, but, but they want to bail out. So, you know, that's the way it is, man. It's a fucked up world, man. It really is. So. Yeah. All right. It, it will, you know, it's going to be interesting to, to see what happens. I mean, it'll be a good lesson for a lot of people not to live beyond their means, not to have crazy. We thought, we thought that, that, that lesson happened in 08, 09. It didn't. I mean, human beings are so fucking greedy and stupid that, that we keep getting ourselves in that. Back in 2000, remember the tech bubble? Everyone was buying stock. Mm. Everyone was buying all these stocks and tech companies with like one employee and they buy, buy the stock for it. The company had no revenues and like one or two employees and Putting credits too easy. And, and long ass credit then you yeah. Credit's too silly. easy to get, bro. Credit is too fucking easy to get. That's the thing. Anyone can get a car loan, for example. Anyone can get a car loan. Yeah, and like when you get a car loan, uh, you're paying interest on that loan, so that car is a lot more expensive. And then every year, that metal box goes down in value anyway. So you're, you're, you're losing out double. You know? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I never buy a car unless it's three, four years old and, and it's dropped in value already. I, I don't care. It's just not that important. Yeah, it's a bad but, investment. But yeah. for some people, it's really important to flex in a in a badass automobile, and they'll get in debt, you know, up to their eyeballs for it. Sometimes they, yeah. something it's like this happens, this disrupts the economy, disrupts things, yeah. and they're out there jobs and. But blame marketing, bro, for that. Because you ever see a car commercial? They always make it look like it's the best thing ever. Blah, blah, blah. It'll be a good time to, if you got cash on hand, it'll be a good time to buy a car now. It'll be a good time to buy a house now. Now, now it'll be a great Yeah, time. about one, one or two months. Let's wait to the 24% GDP crash. Couple, a couple, couple of months. And then, yeah. and then it'll be a good time to buy a, a home. And, Absolutely. And if, and, if you were, and if you were humble enough to just hold on to your cash and wait and live very modest, 
until the day. Now you'll be able to get a good home. Same thing with your car. If you drove a hoopty and you just kept kept cash on hand. Now there's going to be a, I, I think there's going to be a lot of cheap cars on the market. Yeah. All right, guys, we got to wrap this up, guys. We're way over time for Steve Smee and Rick. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hopefully we'll have a better news for you. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Take care, everybody out there.